You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Nerd Room. We'll be looking at the evolution of the Jurassic franchise through the lens of some of the most positive, creative, and exciting people in the community. We're going to talk everything from Jurassic Park, Jurassic World collectibles, right through to Jurassic World Dominion and everything in between. Now, if you've been here before, you will know me as Tim. And if it's your first time, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Nerd Room. But I'm not alone on this Jurassic journey. I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Carlos, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for uh, letting me jump on this special record. Oh, I'm, I'm super excited, not only because I have my good friend Carlos here, but we have two very special guests, two pillars of the Jurassic community, champions of the community, if you will. And the first I'm going to introduce here is one that I'm sure you guys have heard about. You've seen him on social media. He is he is Jurassic embodied. I've got Tom Jurassic here. He is a creator for Jurassic Collectibles, the Jurassic Park podcast, all over the place. Tom, you're coming here from across an ocean, man. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for organizing this. I think it's going to be a really fun recording um, and excited to talk about Jurassic Park with people who are just as huge fans of it. So should be awesome. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Appreciate you making the time and effort to jump on here. And we've also got, and this is the great thing about the Jurassic community, is the ability to to find people with the, the same similar passions that you have. And I'm a, I'm a big Jurassic guy, and this next thing I'm going to introduce here is a massive Jurassic guy, and that's Neems. You'll also know him as a movie poster guy. Neems, man, how you doing? How you feeling? Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited to also talk about Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, all things dinosaurs. I'm here for this, so I love it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we're not going to waste any time here. You know, Jurassic Park has been something that has been a part of all of our lives in some capacity from childhood really through to adulthood. And we've seen this 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 franchise evolve so much in front of us, particularly since that world franchise piece of it, or that world part of it has kicked up and really brought the Jurassic franchise back to the forefront, back to the zeitgeist to the community and of to the general population, reintroducing a whole new generation of people to this franchise after quite a substantial gap after Jurassic Park 3. We not, not only have future movies coming out, but we're getting shorts. We've got cartoons or animated versions of characters and dinosaurs. We've got collectibles coming from all over the place that we are going to talk about, guys, because I know you both love <laughs> Jurassic collecting. But let's set the stage. Let's set a little bit of foundation for our listeners here. I'm going to go to you first here, Tom. Let's hear a little bit about your Jurassic story, your history, your legacy with this, and why it's really resonated with you all the way up through to this point in time. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start by aging everyone else on this recording. Um, by letting you know that I'm only 22 years old. So <laughs> I was not alive when the original Jurassic Park came out. Um, and I really got into Jurassic at a time where I was kind of exploring loads of different fandoms. Um, so as a kid, I was really into a British show called Primeval. 
um, which was all about dinosaurs coming through rips in time, like completely captivated me because it was this mixture of sci-fi and then these prehistoric animals. Um, and from that, when that finished, I was kind of really hungry to just learn more about dinosaurs in general. Um, and I stumbled across Jurassic Park. Um, I think we had the old VHS uh, recording of it and I watched that, then watched the sequels and then happened to be in college at just the time as Jurassic World came out. So that really, for me as someone who was studying media and looking at going into marketing, um, that was sort of my creative linchpin and something that I really sort of just connected with and really enjoyed. I mean, in, in particular for me with Jurassic World, the Isla Nublar website is something that always sticks out to me as a really cool mm -hmm. example of creative marketing. Um, so it kind of just solidified my connection with that franchise and then it's something that i've indulged myself with ever since really oh that's incredible it's funny because i i didn't really know where you sat on the timeline of jurassic but it's yeah. cool to have that perspective as you coming in a little bit more through world than than park yeah because that's my experience is coming from the park end of things i was i think eight seven or eight when it came out and it just like blew my brain apart the concept yeah. of, of Jurassic Park and dinosaurs and that like has been a, a passion of mine ever since. And so it's cool to hear you coming in a little later and finding it through yeah. a TV show. Surely you've seen the BBC Walking with Dinosaurs stuff too, correct? That yeah. came out in and around yeah. that 2000 era? Yeah, Walking with Dinosaurs. Also, Terra Nova was another big mm -hmm. show when I was growing up as well. Always gutted that that never got yeah. a sequel because <laughs> it was set up for it, set up for a second season and then it just never happened. Yeah, that's I remember that too. I remember watching and being like, "Yes, it's dinosaurs. I'm in." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Neves, what about you? Let's let's bring some some context to your affiliation and your growth with with Jurassic. Where where's your entry point in this franchise? And and again, same question to you. You know, why why is it still something that you still are are loving and are so passionate for? Um, I I was alive because I'm old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it was, I was three years old and I have, a, I don't know what it is, but I have like this insane memory where I can remember things from the past. And I remember walking up to the, you know, the standee, the Jurassic Park standee, picking up the VHS, uh, asking my mom, like, I would like to buy this. I would like to watch this. And I don't think she knew what Jurassic Park really was. Maybe she did. I'm not sure, but it's definitely not something for a three-year-old to watch, you know. Um, <laughs> actually, some three-year-olds love it. I know I did. And I remember watching it with my dad, and it didn't scare me one bit. I loved every moment of it. I remember watching it for the first time at home. I wasn't able to see it in theaters, obviously. Uh, and that's what started it. And ever since then, um, I remember when The Lost World came out, I was so excited Um because I was so obsessed with the Jurassic Park. Um, and that was like a really good age for me because three to three to seven was like my t high time of like playing with action figures and all that kind of stuff. And my dad came home from Japan with uh, the original Kenner Rex and Triceratops oh. and two Raptors. Uh, and I, I don't remember why he, I think he knew that I loved the movie so much and he went on a business trip there, came back with those toys and that's what started all this. Uh, collecting. So I blame him for that. <laughs> uh, and I think I still do it now because it brings me joy. Um, and then it's really cool to connect with other people that do the same thing. Cause there was that time, that period of time when um, Jurassic Park three came out and the, uh, and uh, Jurassic world came out where I, I personally was like, Oh, there's never going to be mm -hmm. another Jurassic Park movie. 
And I was I was online, but I was never part of, you know, um, like a Jurassic Outpost or like there was that one website, I forget the name of it, but it was like uh, JurassicPark4.com. I can't remember what it was, but it was some kind of forum. And I would scroll through and I would uh, read the updates and, oh, there's a script for Jurassic Park 4, maybe. <laughs> uh, there's a release date for Jurassic Park 4, maybe. And uh, it never really happened until Jurassic World. And I, I think that time where it was so unsure what was happening, uh, I think that's why now I'm appreciating mm-hmm. every moment because it's kind of cool that we get to do this again, but now I get to do it with such a big fandom and in such like a positive way. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's one thing that's that's really taken me aback in the last couple of years, especially is I've tried to integrate myself a little bit more into the community that exists online and kind of linking up with people that have a similar passion. And that's how I found both of you guys. And it's it's actually spurred on a whole new renaissance for me in Jurassic because of how positive and inclusive and exciting this community is. And the fact that mm-hmm. we're getting games and we're getting toys and movies like consistently over yeah. the last couple of years it's, it's a completely different environment than i i was in when i was in my 20s where drastic kind of had yeah. faded to the background post drastic 3 mm-hmm. and and so it's been a really great experience in this and i uh, i want to bring carlos here for a second because right now I, I don't know about you i'm feeling a tad old <laughs> yeah like I, I i'm thinking like if i'm if i made some different choices or wasn't careful i could be tom's dad it it is what it is man it is what it is so yeah i um i i vividly remember when jurassic park came out because i i was really young still but i had seen terminator 2 and i remember going to a party and my older cousin's boyfriend was there and i was talking up terminator 2 and this is the coolest thing and it'll blow your mind and there'd been like, I knew Jurassic park was coming out, but I hadn't seen trailers or anything for it. And so he's just like, dude, like calm down. And he said, <laughs> he's like, yeah, Terminator two is cool, but you know that it was made in a computer. Whereas you watch Jurassic park and these dinosaurs seem real. And like having been a dinosaur kid, my whole life, I was just like, what you're, you're kidding me. And I remember going to the movie, like I still had really, no idea as to what it was going to be or how much we'd see of the dinosaurs or the showcase that we would have of them. And, uh, like I had that Dr. Grant reaction with that Brachiosaur scene. Like I kind of got to live that thing in, in real life <laughs> when it opens and you get the Muldoon Velociraptor scene. I was like, okay, this is what it's going to be the whole time. And you'll see kind of the puppets around the corner and all that. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's all we had got to that point in time. And then it's like, holy smokes. Like, he did it. <laughs> yeah. He did it. Yeah. So, yeah, and then it just kind of went from there. Like I I'm the biggest Lost World fan you can find, maybe aside from Tim. And yeah, I, I've loved kind of everything since. And then there was a massive renaissance for me because uh kind of like Neems, my I, I was getting ready for my daughter's, it was her three-year-old birthday party, and I was drinking and making Olaf decorations. <laughs> but the original Jurassic Park was on TV and uh, it was the Tyrannosaur paddock scene and she comes home with her mom and and I go to turn it off and she's like, no, I want to watch that. And I'd been drinking. So I was like, oh, yeah, sure. It's three years old. <laughs> and we sat down and she was just riveted. But like that became her big movie. And like to this day, she absolutely adores Jurassic Park. Like 
in her diaper bag we had to buy a copy of the movies and like jurassic park was at my in-laws and the lost world was at my parents house and jurassic park three stayed in the diaper bag kind of thing because that was her jam and uh it's been cool to have like this jp super fan kind of come up that way through just such a Mm -hmm. quote-unquote innocent little exposure to jurassic so that's what's really (laughs) kept me connected to the franchise is as much as i loved it uh, from my time with it growing up, it's been her and like just the laser focus on everything. Like I played Jurassic World Evolution and I can't release certain dinosaurs until she's there to watch them come <laughs> out into the wild type of thing. So uh. that's awesome. Oh yeah. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about this franchise, right? Is it, there's so many entry points into it. And as we're going to talk about here a little later on, we're looking at the future of this as we, we walk through the evolution of the franchise itself is that they've created even more avenues of entry in through Netflix and through the the world franchise and the toys even, right? Because it's it's awesome to see the toys on the shelves again. Neems, I know that you you post videos once in a while about just your pure joy of being able to go into a store and see it filled with dinosaurs again. Like it's pretty yeah. cool to see how we've gone back to the point where it was in the early nineties where you could walk in and see just amazing toys. And now the, it's even better than it was not only in the child scale, but also the adult scale. Like they're all over the place. Yeah. And I was actually, uh, I was obviously moving the shelf to the right of me and I kept finding like little pieces of the Mattel toys, like on the floor. And I found the, uh, I don't remember what set it came with, but it was the, uh, the gla- the cup of water. Mm um with a little ripple in it and I, I forgot what set that comes with but i was like mattel is so detailed that they made the cup with the, and i looked inside the cup and it's like literally the, it's like that big <laughs> i looked inside the cup and there's little ripples in the cup i'm like there's the, there's no way like i would have never believed that this would have happened like that we'd have so many figures we have, we even have like a little barbersaw can we have mm-hmm. uh, we have tim we have the explorer we have the rex we like i'm waiting for lex i'm hoping for that one day but um we have so much stuff now compared to the i know the kenner days were like legit that was like oh. the good times but like if you really step back and look at it we have a lot now yeah like a lot of figures and uh they're all they're all really nice too some might not be accurate or whatever it might be, but movie accurate, like accurate to the movies, there's a lot of good stuff. So mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, is, what is it about Jurassic Collecting that that has captured you? Because like, looking behind you and from your social media posts, you've got just an incredible collection. And But what is it that keeps you coming back? Because like you said, Mattel's doing so much more than like than Kenner did. Kenner is is my jam. I love that original yeah. series one, series two stuff. That is, but that's what mm-hmm. I grew up with. And I don't do a lot of the new stuff except for the Amber collection. But mm-hmm. the fact that they've gone back and given you the accurate T-Rex and the accurate Spinosaurus and all the stuff from Camp Cretaceous. Mm-hmm. And so so what is it about the collecting that that really draws you in? Uh I think it might be maybe some post trauma from 1997. <laughs> <laughs> because in 1997 all I wanted for Christmas was uh, the Sarah Harding action figure, mm. and all I wanted was the um, the trailer, the uh, the the, oh. the the compound, whatever it's called. Um, and I didn't get either, which is totally fine because I got loads more of Lost World. I got Nick Van Owen and all that kind of stuff for Christmas, but I never got Sarah Harding. I remember my my aunt actually worked at Target. She was a uh, one of the like lead managers of like two or three stores, and 
um, I was like, if you find Sarah Harding, like keep it or whatever it might be and never happened. And I think nowadays to answer your question, I think there's that feeling of I'm able to go out and do it myself mm -hmm. now. Like it's kind of cool. Um, you know, cause I work really hard and that kind of thing. And I bought, I love my house. So I spend most of my money on my like home. Uh, but then it comes to Jurassic collecting. I set up a little bit of money on the side <laughs> and I'm like, I want, I, I want to go get this. I want to go that, but I think I'm getting a little more picky and choosy about what I collect these days because a I'm running out of room and B um, there's some figures that I like that are like, I love some of the packaging or I like the figure more than some of the other mm -hmm. stuff. So I get a little more picky and choosy these days. Yeah. yeah. I think that's totally appropriate. I, I've, you kind of really lean into it at a point and I've done that on certain franchises and then you kind of step yeah. back and you think, what do I actually need? Do I need every <laughs> single thing or do I just need the stuff that makes me feel a certain way? Yeah, exactly. Now, Tom, you, you do, I know you collect lots. You do a lot of videos for Jurassic collectibles and for collect yeah. Jurassic and all that. So you're always posting mm -hmm. just wonderful unboxings and, and going through and, you're phenomenal at pronouncing these dinosaur names as well. Like that's something that I, like I, I Carlos would be like, Tim, you should know this. And I'll say it. And he'd be like, yeah, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I can't pronounce that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So t talk to me a little bit about, about your collection, where it sits, yeah. where it resides. Is it vintage? Is it the new stuff? Is it amalgamation of both? Is it focused on the nostalgia, the love, the passion? Like what is it that, that you collect and, and why do you collect? Yeah, so I've mainly got a lot of Jurassic World stuff. I'm kind of looking at it now because it's just out of frame. Um, I, I really started back in um, 2015 with the Lego line, oh. more so than anything. So I am a really huge Lego fan, and I can see, Tim, that you are as well. I've spotted the Jewel Crawler just behind yeah. you. It's beautiful. Um, so I got a lot of those sets because I, I just always like Lego. There's something for me actually very therapeutic about it that if I'm having like a stressful week or anything if I build a Lego set it really helps me so I've always been into that and then I guess when I sort of thought okay I'm gonna actually join the Jurassic community I was then like right this is my free pass to spend all my money on <laughs> everything Jurassic now um so there, there's kind of a few factors in what goes into what I buy it's obviously stuff I like um, but a lot of the time I will either buy something that's going to make for an interesting video. Um, so say, for example, recently we looked at a bunch of, um, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but it's Schleich, which is a German company. Mm -hmm. um, they do a bunch of dinosaur play sets. We looked at those because they're in scale with Jurassic World. So it's kind of finding stuff that can display well with it, that kind of stuff. Um, but then also stuff that I think is going to make for interesting photography because um, I really like toy photography. Mm -hmm. It's the stuff that I can actually get outside with and that I feel sort of creatively inspired by. So I can go and maybe if it's a Carnotaurus, for example, can I set up a sequence with Darius being chased by that animal, that kind of stuff. Um, so for me, I kind of look at it and because it is unfortunately an expensive hobby, at the back of my head, I'm usually like, okay, if I'm buying this, what am I doing with it? Am I taking a photo cool. with it? Am I doing a video with it? What's that end game here? Oh, I love that. I love that approach, right? It's just kind of like that balanced approach between you doing something creatively and also you doing something that you love and you have a passion for and kind yeah. of melding both of those. That's awesome. I really love that approach. 
So with you guys collecting as much, do you, do you guys mess with any of the stuff like the Chronicle collectibles, like the prop replicas and the statues that they put out? Or I think Iron Studios is doing a bunch of stuff now. Like it's it's gorgeous, but it's insanely expensive. I wish. <laughs> but uh, uh, there's one fan on Instagram. I'd have to, I can't remember his name, but he I has think... a lot of them. Yeah, I was thinking it might be Andreas, but I don't think so. Mate, I don't know. But anyways, I see that stuff all the time on his Instagram, and it's so detailed, and it's so beautiful, and like the Mosasaurus coming out of the water, trying to get the shark, and they have the raptor, and they have uh, the Tyrannosaurus escape scene, Mm -hmm. but like extremely detailed with the explorers, and Alan holding the thing, and I'm like, if I had a museum, yes, I would buy all those things and display them. But I don't. So <laughs> yeah, they're they're a heavy touch. Yeah. I consistently get uh, get tapped on the shoulder for like the replica baby blue, and it's like, honey, uh, you're getting that thing when you have your own job and you can buy it yourself. <laughs> it, it ain't happening. But uh, yeah, no, that, those are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pieces. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a completely different level of collecting because I think I've looked at there. Is there one with the T Rex with like the banner from the end of JP One? Yeah, yeah. I've looked yeah. at that, yes, but it's like is. north of six hundred bucks or something. Yep. Well, and, that's the cheap one. Yeah, I think the OG one is <laughs> that like is relatively a cheap one. Good yes. eighteen hundred bucks now <laughs> Eight. if you want that. One. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. It, it's that's the thing with collecting too because there's so many different ways you can go about it you can do statues you can do vintage you can do the modern day stuff which is is just crazy i've recently jumped into the amber collection uh this yeah. six inch scale kind of relative to your black series and and your marvel legends and i'm having a lot of fun with that one especially the dinosaurs and just looking mm-hmm. at at building this out and getting kind of that screen accurate stuff because i've got all the original stuff but it's not really screen accurate right and it's kind of the figures are the figures themselves are kind of at a weird scale. They're not quite like the three and three quarter inch, but they're not six inch. Right. They're they're sat in that like four inch window. And yeah. I love them. The, the the dinosaurs, the the roto casting and the rubber and the softness to them. That's one thing I do miss mm-hmm. about the the collectibles today is that it's all like that harder plastic. You don't get kind of that same yeah. that same feel to it. And so I've always leaned a bit more the other way, but I appreciate so much what Jurassic World has done for the collecting space. It's just allowed us to get things like the Amber Collection, allowed us to get those mm-hmm. scenes with the Explorer and Tim and the T-Rex all set up in the box. There's just yeah. an unbelievable amount of, of really cool things that Mattel are doing and pushing this line further and further as we get new things like Dominion and Camp Cretaceous. And so mm-hmm. it's awesome to hear your stories. Now, Neems, I want, I want to touch on one thing before we, we start looking to the future a bit here. And it's really around the collecting space. You're doing some awesome work here throughout the month of December as we get into the holiday season mm-hmm. regarding donations of Jurassic collectibles. Tell us a bit about what you're doing there and uh and how people can participate if they want yeah um so every year well i started last year and so i'm hoping to do it every year is uh it's called the jurassic toy drive and um like i was mentioning before it's something to do with uh, every time i go to like a donation center or whatever i would never see dinosaurs i would always see barbies and i would always see like cars and um you know everything that would see a lot of star wars but i would never see Jurassic Park stuff. So like these kids that are not able to, their families might not be able to purchase toys for them for Christmas or whatever it might be. I was like, these kids got to learn about dinosaurs too, you know? Uh, So I decided to set up, I, I, my Instagram page grew so quickly 
And I'm very grateful for that. But I was like, how, how can I use that instead of, you know, just clout? Because I don't care about that. I care about what can I do with those followers. Mm-hmm. So I tried to come up with the Jurassic Toy Drive. And it worked out quite nicely the last uh, this year and last year. Um, and so if you go to Funly, so F-U-N-D-L-Y dot com forward slash Jurassic World, um, we take a dollar, we take a hundred dollars, we take five dollars. It doesn't matter what it is, but uh, every cent goes towards the purchase of a Mattel Jurassic World toy or Jurassic Park toy or whatever it might be. And um, I partnered with like a few people from around the world this year and we didn't hit our goal. So I wasn't able to give you know, the people in Spain, some money or whatever it is. But I did give a really good chunk to a bunch of different people around the world so that they can go purchase out in Chicago. Um, I think in the UK, I did some. So there was a lot of different people donating. So that's what it is. It's just us going out and buying these Jurassic toys and then donating to whatever charity we find uh, around us type thing. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Very, very admirable cause that you've put together. And it's it's really oh, great to see you you using the, the followers and that you got and, and putting that and leveraging that and putting people to work to, to help bring Jurassic into other people's lives, which is just great. You know, that's really what we're talking about is our own experiences. And it's cool to think that, that you names could be directly impacting, impacting someone getting their first introduction to this and then finding this whole world at some point, no pun intended yeah. there. <laughs> they might find, they might see the packaging and be like, what's a, what's a Jurassic world or what's a camp Cretaceous. Yeah. And then, then they get stuck in the world that I'm in where they're maybe when they're older, they, they they're able to collect or whatever it might be. And so I hope it inspires if even if it inspires like one kid, mm-hmm. that's all I care about. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's really cool that uh, that might happen. That's yeah. awesome. You might have people come knocking on your door in about 10 years being like, look, I got this through this. And now my shelf <laughs> looks like yours behind you. <laughs> so it's uh, that's that's awesome. I love hearing that. I love hearing Thank that. you. So let's look, we're talking about the evolution of this. We've, we've set the foundation a bit for our, our own personal legacies and histories. We talked about the collecting, which is always such an important piece of, of Jurassic. But looking to the future now, this franchise has exploded really since Jurassic World hit theaters in many different avenues, not only collecting, but also on the streaming services in the film and also gaming. Now, I know Tom and you, Carlos, you guys have been have been deep diving into Jurassic World Evolution 2 over the past couple of weeks, so much so that I haven't seen Carlos in like a month. It's been like, it's just been gone. <laughs> oh man, the the addiction with that game is real. Like it, it's ridiculous. Like you start playing and you're kind of like, ah, I don't know how much time I'll play with this thing. Did I waste 80 bucks? And then next thing you know, it's a month later <laughs> and uh, you haven't left the Jurassic space and you're driving around thinking, where would I set my fences up? and the generator and <laughs> yeah it's, it's been awesome hearing you talk about it and how much fun you're having with it now tom are you, I'm, i know you're having fun with it but have you found yeah. yourself as immersed as carlos has yeah definitely i actually i've been planning out a series for 2022 oh, um where we're we're gonna do a third series of a little thing called dino fact fridays so I d- did this when the first game came out and I like picked out specific dinosaurs. So one of them was all of the dinosaurs from the first film. And then I try and do like scientific facts around them just to inform people a little bit more. I was like, this game is good. I'm enjoying it. I want to spend some time making some content in it. So I'm currently brainstorming that. And then 
spending a lot of time doing screenshots and that kind of stuff as well, um, which I think is really immersive with it. So yeah, I'm enjoying it and I'm excited to see them keep adding sort of free updates and things to it to hopefully continue to expand it. I mean, they've just... Um, I think it was yesterday they added the first DLC and also added um, Jurassic Park themed lagoons and aviaries and you can now use the Department of Fish and Wildlife buildings in your sandboxes as well and there's loads of new sandbox maps so it's going to be keeping me occupied for a while (laughs) when Halo isn't I should say yeah the sandbox (laughs) is like dangerous because like right now I'm just trying to crush like the I five starred all the chaos mode ones and I'm yeah. just doing the challenge ones to just unlock dinosaurs. And then after that, I'd leave all that stuff behind. Like, it's like, I don't care about people getting ice cream. I don't care about restaurants. <laughs> just let me make this massive prehistoric world. and Just <laughs> come what me, come what me. So- I'm literally the exact same on my Germany save. I think it is. There's like loads of dinosaurs that have broken out and everything. And I'm like, they can stay like that. I've got everything unlocked from this map. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, when you get to the Fallen Kingdom uh, for Chaos Mode, because some of those Chaos Mode, like, God, I think I spent, like, two weeks just trying to get Jurassic Park going, and then Jurassic World yeah. was a lot, too. So it's just, like, it's such a catharsis when you get to Fallen Kingdom, and I won't spoil it, but where did they take you on that one? It was just like, oh, yes, this is what I've been longing for my whole life. <laughs> that's incredible Neems, are you do you look over people's shoulders like i do when it comes to video games or are you getting yourself immersed in it i look over so tom's uh twitter is the yeah. best for <laughs> thank uh, you Jurassic world evolution because i i wish i had time to play i did play Jurassic world evolution one uh on my ps4 and i loved i loved every second of it and i can i watched like the intro video to um evolution two where it's like that yeah. montage of all the movies and i was like so I, good i wish i had time to like play this but uh, i haven't i haven't uh, dived in yet but i'm pretty sure that i will at some point but uh and tom's twitter is the best for that site because i see the screenshots yeah and the, all the updates <laughs> and all that kind of stuff so it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah i've just become a jurassic world evolution 2 stan account at the moment so <laughs> everything i'm scheduling is just screenshots from the game yeah really. <laughs> yeah yeah, I get the Love I get the odd it. tag from Carlos. <laughs> I did this just for you, Jim. <laughs> oh, totally. That's how I justify having spent like an entire weekend trying to like five star the Lost World or whatever. <laughs> Jurassic Park San Diego. I was doing this for Tim, and yeah. my wife's like, "Is it like something for like the podcast that you're doing officially?" It's, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's why you didn't see me for forty eight yeah. hours. <laughs> i like that you could use the podcast now as, as a way to to ponder no, it's all tim's fault don't worry about it <laughs> yeah we're bonafide <laughs> that's awesome i'm gonna start doing that now as well just so you're aware <laughs> by all means man by all means <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> now the the other thing that that we've seen recently drop is camp cretaceous Neems, are, are you up to date on on i guess is it season four that just dropped which is wild because mm-hmm. i feel like that's all happened in two years this i don't even know yeah, how long. less than two years it's it's, it's years, crazy yeah. so how are you feeling about camp cretaceous and i'm actually taking and for the first time really outside of the toys giving you giving an avenue in for a much younger generation of people to experience jurassic world yes i know we've actually everyone's chronicled here how they're watching probably that too young of an age 
but nonetheless they've they've given this avenue on a streaming service on netflix here with characters that are relatable to kids out there with dinosaurs with the scenes that i think capture some of the essence when it comes to like the chases and the the fearfulness of dinosaurs but also it's in a way and presented in a way that that younger people and then us as well who are, are people that, are, that just love jurassic can immerse themselves in so i'm sharing it actually with my daughter which is awesome uh, for the first mm-hmm. time she's yet to see the movies except for the first half of jurassic world but but Neems, how are you feeling about camp cretaceous and this new way of presenting jurassic i i really love camp cretaceous i wish it came out when i was 11 or something like yeah. that you know i would have died for it but um i the entire cast is really cool i've gotten to interview um you know the guy that plays darius mm-hmm. and the girl that plays Yaz and most recently the girl that plays Sammy. So like, I'm very invested in this, this show because first I was thinking last night, I was like, Oh my gosh, there's actually a middle Eastern character on like a, in the Jurassic series finally, because Yaz is middle, middle Eastern and you know, uh, Sammy is Mexican and uh, something else. And there's just so many different races and cultures invested in these characters which is really important Mm -hmm. um and then seeing the dinosaurs in all these different environments is actually really cool too because we get to see different animations of the rex that we haven't seen before like the rex sleeping or running or whatever it might be spinosaurus and all that kind of stuff so it's really cool to see our favorite characters as far as like dinosaurs go in like these different environments and storylines uh that wouldn't really make it into the movies mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh and then i think camp cretaceous is important because it's really cool how it intertwines with the the films just a little bit and you get little nods to alan grant and they mention you know i think they mentioned dr sattler i can't remember but they do um mention some of the stuff from the films which i think is really cool and the animation gets better every every yeah. season even though it's been a year and a half but it feels like Five years. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's wild to think that we've gotten that much content in such a short amount of time. It's like every time I turn around, it's yeah. like here's a trailer for your next season of Jurassic or Camp Cretaceous. <laughs> <I'm> like what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I agree with you. I love the like. Some I'm a big fan of the connected universe storytelling, the MCU stuff, and all mm-hmm. that. And this is has been a very nice supplemental piece to Jurassic in the way, like you said, it's interwoven its narrative in and out of the the movies that we're familiar with, and it's alluding to little things and building on stories that may not get focused ever in a film, but was like slightly teased here in a portion of Jurassic World or Fallen mm-hmm. Kingdom and to see where it actually leads into for for Dominion and all that. Tom, Camp Cretaceous, four seasons in. Do you want more? Do you want less? Are you, you really loving this? So, yeah, I, I feel like that wasn't convincing, but yeah, it's, it's really good. <laughs> I, I always have this internal conflict where I'm like season three hits such a nice ending point. Yes. But I do want more because I want to see more of this universe unfold. Um, And I I think it's really interesting the sort of direction that they're using this season to really explore. Um, Because something I've kind of come to the realisation of recently is the fact that all of the five films that we've seen have always really been through the lens of InGen and what's happening with their work, what the consequences of that work is, especially in Fallen Kingdom. So actually getting to see that kind of wider world is really interesting. Um, And I'm more so interested to see where it's going to go in the future, because I think if Camp Cretaceous does well, which it seems to have done, then hopefully they'll be open to exploring other mediums for doing things. I mean, just to 
pitch on the MCU front to you for a second, Tim. <laughs> Imagine a show about the Department of Fish and Wildlife oh. taking the kind of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. format yes. where you get a different dinosaur each week and they're dealing with it. There's just endless possibilities, I think. So I hope they use this as a vessel to really open that door and do more storytelling in the future. I absolutely love that, man. Um, you, as soon as you said Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but dinosaurs, like, I didn't love that show, <laughs> but the concept that you're pitching there on a streaming platform, live-action, serialized, drastic storytelling... Yep. I can dig that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys get the sense that season four is kind of in a holding pattern pending the release of Dominion? Like, I feel like they would have gone a different spot if we had got Dominion mm-hmm. last year. Ah. But they're. It could, it very might. Like, maybe they changed some things that were supposed to be shown. And maybe that's why this season was not all over the place, but it was like not as concise as seasons one through three. So I feel like yeah. maybe there was, and it's not their fault because the world ended last yeah. year. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I think they did a great able job. To, uh, release four seasons of a show. So that's really like, that's incredible on them. So I think the storytelling, the way that they set it up, like I, I always say that this season is a, it's planting seeds yeah. all over yeah. the place. Uh, so who knows where it's going to go from uh, from season four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I definitely like, agree that yeah. it probably might have been something else. And, and, and we might look back on it in like a different perspective after Dominion as well, because yeah. it might be that things have already been laid out that are going to affect the film and we just don't realize mm-hmm. it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Actually, I'd never really thought about that, Carlos, with season four, because uh, I was binging through it yesterday and just how, yeah, that release being pushed a whole year, how much it could have. Yeah. That's the problem with these storytelling, these cascading, these interwoven narratives is that unprecedented things like that really affects how the stories run out and how you can do certain aspects. We've seen a little bit of that in the MCU with the Disney Plus shows and maybe more so on this one because of just this, such a substantial delay in this in this film, Dominion, that we're finally going to get, guys. You know, all things going <laughs> in the right direction. We're going to see Dominion here in that June time frame, that Jurassic time frame. I love that they stuck to mm-hmm. that. But yeah. but Tom, anticipation level. We've seen the prologue. You have a great great reaction video on your YouTube channel. It's it's just a lot of yes, fun. It's it's great, man. I love watching kind of like that. Just like because it's very similar to mine. Like you're watching it and you're just like, oh, there's that, and you know what I mean. It's it's just it, it's. I hate that video because great. I'm like, oh, there's a brachiosaurus, <laughs> and it's not a brachiosaurus. But I was so excited at the time that I was like, yeah. <laughs> but it's finally coming man like having that prologue released to the the water population when that was released in front of fast nine uh carlos and i debated buying a ticket to just go and stand in the foyer and watch the the prologue but we never ended up doing that and having it released released wide now is is awesome and you know i've watched it so many times but what what's 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 your feeling right now dominion we're you know on the cusp of 2021 finally ending and getting into 2022, the year of Dominion, uh, we've seen a lot of set photos recently. We, you know, we yeah. know that the original trilogy characters are coming back in a major way. They set up such a great foundation for how this movie can be so different than anything we've gotten before in the Jurassic franchise. You can argue a little bit that Worlds and Kingdom do take notes and pay homage to the original first two films. This one feels like it's going in a completely different direction. Um, how are you feeling about Dominion, man? I am hyped. 
I, I, I'm really excited. I think the thing that has me most excited is I know that Colin Trevorrow has always said that he's had three films planned mm-hmm. out and this is really sort of that climactic moment where he gets to pull all of that together. Um, so I'm I'm really excited to see what kind of story threads from the previous two films it might wrap up. Um, but also where it factors into the broader narrative because mm-hmm. I think it is... It's a very bold decision, especially at the end of Fallen Kingdom, opening those doors and suddenly letting dinosaurs out into the world. Once you do that, that changes the direction of the franchise mm-hmm. forever because it's no longer this contained story and there's really loads of possibilities that can unfold from that. Um, so I'm really excited to see sort of where that story goes, how these animals are interacting in the world, um, and equally what it might set up for the future I think, um, Neems, we probably both share this in terms of the fact that I don't want the franchise to suddenly explode and keep releasing like a new film every year. I want it to be a little bit more measured than that. But at the same time, I am quite excited to think about what other stories could be unfolding in this universe. So I'm really keen to sort of see the world building and see how all of these characters are reacting to those confines of the islands no longer being in place. Yeah, it's going to be such an exciting way to experience this now. Is that, like you said, we've yeah. always had these fences up around, right? Whether it's the franchise or physically inside of the parks. And now it's different. Like, you could argue a little bit that maybe Fallen Kingdom is a bit of a bridge. You know, they made a little bit of narrative sacrifices yeah. in that film to make this one as big as it's going to be and to potentially lead to and I agree with you, maybe more event style of films where you can actually change and do different things. But yeah, we don't need four MC or MCU style of Jurassic Parks here. That's for sure. I just oh, want yeah. Infinity Indominus Rex yeah. where it's against the Indominus <laughs> with an Infinity Gauntlet, you know? Yeah, just got all of a sudden you get all the dinosaurs, like the old the T-Rex and the raptors are blue lining up and, you know, dinosaurs assemble. <laughs> oh, I was oh, just looking at Neem shaking his head and I was like, yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. <laughs> just put all my franchises together, even if it's just a, a picture. <laughs> no, pick up on that thread a little bit, Deems, the, the hype with, with Dominion. I I know it's there for you, but where are you at? We're we're finally, you know, we're only a couple weeks out from 2022 when we can officially again again declare that is the year of Dominion. <laughs> Hopefully this one sticks. But how you feeling about the the pending release? of the third installment of this world series honestly it's uh it's exciting for me because uh ellie sattler is my favorite character so i never thought in my wildest dreams that she would return Mm -hmm. uh in any capacity and at the when i asked the question like are there going to be any more are you bringing back any old characters when i saw the uh, battle at big rock in la with colin trevorrow and uh, emily and all that they were there and I asked that question and Laura Dern walks out. It was the, it didn't, it's still not real to me because I think about like, I think back and I'm like, that, did that really happen? And um, the fact that she's going to be in this film, uh, if you notice, like Ian gets his own film, Alan gets his own mm-hmm. film. If you, if you, you know, like, it kind of, kind of works that way. And um, I'm hoping that there's a lot of Ellie in this film. I know that there's a lot of characters, you get, you know, you're getting a lot of, you got Bryce and Chris and uh, Sam and Jeff, but then I want my, I need my Ellie Sattler content, please. Uh, but I think that Dominion is, it's our, you know, it's our end game um, film where it's bringing together all these characters and who knows what surprises they have as far as like 
maybe some more characters that we that are not announced are going to show up. Who knows? Um, but I'm very interested to see because the, Colin keeps talking about like the style of how the film is set. So like the the pacing of the film is not a normal film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that he keeps saying that it's like a weird, uh, weird or different pacing. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Is, is it more like a Bond movie? Is it more like how how is it that we we're gonna see all these different characters come together, type thing? So I'm very interested to see how that works out. Awesome, awesome. I love that focus on Ellie. You know, it's it's a good point you bring about Alan and Ian both having their own films in Lost World and Jurassic Three, and then her not really getting the focus. Yeah, she does a bit of a cameo role role in three in a very odd way, but right. it's uh, it's gonna be cool to see her return because that's yeah, that's, it's one character we haven't seen a lot of, but was such an important piece of that original film. And to see mm-hmm. her come back and and get some of those screams and chased by the Rex and all these <laughs> yeah. new dinosaurs, it's it's very very exciting. Carlos, take us home a little bit here. Add to that hype level, man. You know, coming at this from from just like you said, this renaissance inside of both you and your family. The the year Dominion's upon us, man. It's it's happening. Oh yeah, like. It- Honestly, like all the glorious projects coming out of the DC universe, notwithstanding, like Dominion is far and away my number one most anticipated thing. Like, I I love the sense that you get at the end of Fallen Kingdom that this is setting the table for a whole new paradigm for the Jurassic franchise. And much like Tom said, like, I want it to be a little more restrained and not get watered down. Like, part of what makes Jurassic so special is that. You don't get it all the time. So when you do, it's this big, glorious thing that you celebrate. Kind of like with Bond, right? Like Bond is always an event. And the more pieces you put to it, the more disposable it becomes. So, yeah, in that sense, it's going to be cool. And I just, I love just Colin Trevorrow's mindset with everything. Like watching that prologue, which was one of the most glorious pieces of marketing I've ever seen, coupled with the battle of big rock which i adore but the part of that i almost like the most is like the little vignette you get at the end of like the mosasaur with the surfers and like the couple releasing the doves and the tranodon coming down and so to see that in like a large uh fully fleshed out film and then Neems was getting me excited when he's talking about the unconventional unconventional construction and pacing of the movie which tells me we're gonna see because there is a scenario in which you have that finite number of dinosaurs that are on that estate at the end of Fallen Kingdom, where the Department of Fish and Wildlife and a bunch of guys with shotguns could deal with that over the course of a single film. But what you're alluding at is that this thing becomes way beyond the scope and control of the human population. And it's a, a, a bit of a balancing act with the world figuring out how to live and work with dinosaurs and to get back to the Camp Cretaceous conversation, they're playing with a few of those things too, right? So if you have other companies now, in addition to InGen, and they kind of tease that in um, Fallen Kingdom with the dudes on the truck with the embryos and whatnot. So if you have other people introducing dinosaurs as well, that's just awesome. Like, I just, I just want to see this thing really spread its wings. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to mess with Triceratops, Stegosaurus's hybrids, like, I don't don't need that mess. Don't need human dinosaur hybrids. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Keep all that. Just like let let me see the Jurassic in all its glory and then let's go. Yeah. I think that yeah, that puts a nice, nice explanation point on the bottom. Let, let's go. Let's get into it. 
let's celebrate it. And I, I look really look forward to to experiencing this with you guys and the build up to it over the next six months or so, whatever it is. Just I guess just about six months. Um, I'd love to pick this conversation up with you guys in the not too distant future and talk a bit more about Dominion, a trailer, all these type of things. It's been an absolute yeah. blast sharing, experiencing, and really celebrating the evolution of Jurassic Park through through the different lenses that we have here. And so I want to thank both Tom and Neems for jumping on here with us and uh, coming into the nerd room and celebrating Jurassic. So be- before we do leave, I would want to give you each an opportunity, pump your projects, what you guys are doing. Neems, I'll go to you first. You, ha- you have to make a little comment here or maybe a big comment on the work that you do with the the posters. The, the work that you post online, man, is phenomenal the amount of times i've clicked on stuff be like how do i buy this how, do, how can i buy this <laughs> so so throw your social stuff out there pump the, the the work you do with posters and the collaborations that you're doing um anything you want man love to hear it sure um i mean there's a few surprises that i'm working on right now that can't talk about uh but i'm excited to share in the next couple of years or so uh and i'm just excited to be a part of you know the Jurassic franchise, uh, like the Fallen Kingdom poster that I did. And um, it's just very exciting. I, I did something for Amblin to celebrate 40 years yeah. of Amblin with Jurassic That's Park true. and Back to the Future, Jaws, um, all those really important, E.T., like those important films, because uh, I love Spielberg so much. And it's just so great to, you know, talk with people like you guys and all the fans and get, getting to know so many different people from all around the world. And uh, I have an Instagram page called Jurassic Your World. Um, and also my movie poster at the movie poster guy. You can see all my uh, fan art there. So it's kind of cool that I'm getting to do some official stuff. And I still always love to do the, the fan art stuff. So the more Dominion photos that come out, expect some some fan art from me. So I, I just love that feeling. And I'm also on Twitter, uh, which is just movie poster guy. So yeah, thank you for following me. And if you don't follow, please follow because we can share all that together. Yeah, it's awesome. Excellent. Give him a follow for sure. Just the... Just yeah, your positivity is is refreshing so much. Like I'll be scrolling through, okay, garbage. Okay, Neems, there it is, there it is, and you got the beautiful work that you do. So yeah, give him a follow. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Tom. Same to you. I uh, you you do so much on the content creation. So I've I've booked off here about fifteen minutes for you to run through everything that you do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's 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 awesome. I love consuming even your Halo stuff, man. Like I I don't play Halo, but I I love listening to you talk about it. So. Um, yeah, let everyone know your social handles and what you're working on, where they can find uh, your videos and all that. Yeah, um, I'm just going to say come and hang out on Twitter at Tom underscore Jurassic. Um, follow people I work with. So follow Nemes, obviously. Follow Jurassic Park Podcast, mm-hmm. Collect Jurassic, Jurassic Collectibles, um, Jurassic Outpost, See Jurassic, right? So many different people that I could list off. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of really fun content coming out as we approach Dominion from all different people. Loads of really fun conversations to have in the community. Um, and I do have some plans for UK fans for the launch of Dominion. So I will just float awesome. that there. So make sure you're following to find out what they are nearer the time. Excellent. Excellent. Well, this has been a lot of fun, guys. Again, we really appreciate you jumping on here, making the time to talk Jurassic, and we look forward to, to chatting with you guys in the future. Yeah, Thanks thank you for having us. Having us. Yeah, man. Yeah. This was amazing. Yeah. And you guys listen, you know where to find Carlos and I. Again, thank you to you both, and we'll uh, we'll chat soon. Hold on to your butts. <laughs>
This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from The Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.